This is a Demon FM podcast. Tangents, 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 tangents with Eden and Mimi. Who knows where this conversation's gonna go? Hello, guys, and welcome to our first podcast. I'm Eden. I'm Mimi. And today we thought we'd just talk a bit about ourselves and a bit about the past, what, 10 years or so? Yeah. Because we are starting this podcast in a new decade, 2020. How exciting. So we thought, what better way than to start than to talk about a bit about ourselves, what we what we were like, what we are like now, and just laugh about how stupid we were back in the day. Get a little bit nostalgic and you'll probably be able to relate to us a lot, hopefully. Otherwise, we're just going to sound extremely weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like you guys are listening. Like, I don't think we're going to be tuning in next week. It's like these hopefully weirdos we turn... watching, listening, doing weird stuff when they were a kid. I don't relate. Exactly. Hopefully we don't turn too many of you guys off. Um, but yeah, I think my favourite, this is the stuff that always sticks out for me is movies. Like yeah. I'm like, a big movie buff, a massive movie buff. It's what got me into media, which is what I'm studying now. I'm doing my media foundation course. And um, it's always it's always been about movies for me. Like I like media in general, but movies is is like pretty pretty up there. And I will put my hands up and say I'm that kind of person that will watch a movie and let it change their entire life. So I am basing half of my personality on the movies I've watched. Yeah. Because Aww. I am influenced like that like yeah. I, just, I could watch anything and be like wow that's amazing i just want to be just like that especially growing up because you're like so like what what's the word in in something impressionable yeah that's it impressionable yeah i think i was the same but with music and like you know when people have phases as they're going up i never oh. w- like went full into the phase like i wouldn't start like we'll get into this later but i'd get into a I got into a little bit of a phase where I listened to kind of like punk pop and like Green Day, that kind of stuff. I think you did not. You know, have that phase. I never got like the dye my hair black and started wearing like crazy, you know, black. This is I'm depressed like- stuff. Like I didn't like change into the stereotype, but I very much felt the way the music was trying to make you feel. Mm, no, like. Panic at the Disco. Like as soon as I like, as soon as I came onto my YouTube recommend recommended and saw this is gospel, I turned on. I was like, "This is me. This is my this is my life now." What is going on? Um, so, what was your favorite movie of the last decade, last ten years? Oh, I just don't have favorites at all. I think like I'll always watch a, like as soon as I watch a film, that will become my new favorite if I like it. Oh, I'm like that because I'll I'll forget and then I'll rewatch one that I watched ages ago and then I'll be like, oh my god, wait, no, this is my favorite. But I feel like as a kid, films for me were very much like I loved like Pirates of the Caribbean. Loved, oh, loved a little classic. bit of Johnny Depp when I was little. He doesn't love um, Johnny Depp when they I were think, little. I think he was like the part. He was like in every single film growing up. Yeah, and you're like he's like my idol. Mm. But. I don't know. It was crazy. My parents let me watch so much stuff that I probably shouldn't have been able to watch. Like, I was like two years old and watching um, Austin Powers. But I didn't, like, I wasn't seeing the how dirty it was. I just no, thought it I was funny that. that he was, like, dancing naked. Mm. Like, as a kid, just like, that is absolutely hilarious. I wasn't getting the dirty jokes or anything like that. And it wasn't until um, one day I was talking and I was talking about... Austin Powers and then I referred to the rather large character in it and called him by his name which is an offensive name it's fat b-word and I said that in the middle of a supermarket 
And my mom was like, do you not dare say that ever again? How dare you? I was like, I don't even know what that word means. You know what I mean? I didn't understand. I was saying bad words. I didn't realize that. But then eventually she was like, yeah, you can't watch this anymore. I was like, well, you did let me watch it. And now I'm I'm in love with it. See, that, so. was, that was like me, but with white chicks. Like I literally didn't even watch White Chicks uh, until it was like way out. No, how could you not? Like literally, I w- I w- I was like I'd be so young and I'd be going around my like auntie's house and like she just put it on and I'd be watching it and I'd be like, haha, this is so funny. This is also exaggerated. And then like I'd watch it back like a couple years later and be like, oh my god. Oh my god! Like, why was I allowed to watch yeah. this? Like, what is going you on? You always see that there's like the day little things in there that you never even realise until you watch it again. You're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, well, my little mind was definitely corrupted by this film. Yes, um, that's perfect. I was uh, also a big fan of Disney. Like, I still am yeah. a big fan of Disney. But even though I was a big fan of Disney, one of the Disney films I wasn't a fan of was um, Peter Pan. Um, Excuse but me. I did like let me let me explain. Excuse so me. I'd want to watch Peter Pan, but there's two Peter Pans. There's like the Disney one, and then according the live one. yeah, according yeah. to like I don't know how old I was like five. According to five year old me, there was the one where he was naked, and that was the one I'd want to watch because I had a crush on him. I wouldn't want to see him I, I, fully clothed with I, his little boots and his little hat. I wanted to see him with his little vines looking all cute and Jesus. stuff. <laughs> No. Imagine. I was, I was, I was, the vines. The vines. It didn't do it. I was. It didn't do it for no, you. No, see what? I, I like Peter Pan, but I, right. You know, we all know Disney sequels. The, you know, the director DVD ones. We all know them. Mm. I like this one called Return to Neverland because it was like about Wendy's daughter and like Peter oh, Pan, yeah, like picking yeah, up Wendy's yeah. daughter. And I used to live for that. Really? Like I used to watch that and be like wanting Peter Pan to come pick me up and then we can go on adventures. And I was like, why is Wendy's daughter, I forgot her name, but why is she being like so rude? She's like so negative. You're in yeah. Neverland. And she's just there like, I don't want to be here. I need be to go home. Be grateful. Like, enjoy. It's like a free holiday. Yeah. You just free, be taken on a free holiday that you don't want to return paid. from. All expenses paid yeah. into a magical All land. inclusive. You got to fly. Do, do you free. see that anywhere else? Exactly. And you are going to complain. I think that's so ungrateful. Um, but at the end she kind of was like oh I'm happy and I always get a little bit teary eyed at the part where like Wendy because she's like an adult like she sees Peter Pan at the window and he's still a kid and they like remember each other and she's like haha oh Peter and he's like oh Wendy and then like the start <laughs> way um, I always like that part what are you but no my favourite Dis- my favourite Disney film is Mulan yeah my favourite is Lion King that's my favourite Disney film like Lion King, like I've I've never seen it. <laughs> the way you said the Lion King, I've You've never, never seen, seen like it. no. But Mulan, because I was always up. no, I was always that person was like these Disney princess, like because I used to me and shark. I'm gay, and I used to grow up watching Disney princess films, and like kind of not beating the stereotypes there, am I? <laughs> but like I used to watch them all and being like, oh, like what's Snow White doing? She's not really doing anything. What's Cinderella doing? She's not really doing anything. They're just all princesses, and they really care about the princes. But Mulan, she saved. China yeah. and China's big. Like, she didn't even save one part of China, she saved like all of China. And like, like, just the it. message, like the part where she like cuts her hair off and that like, synth music's in the background. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I was like taken. Mulan. That was like an entire moment. I was like in that scene. I wasn't really like a princess fan. I was just growing up. I just thought they were just ridiculous. Like, the fact that one minute they were just being useless and the next they're not useless anymore because they're getting hitched. Like, mm, well, to be fair, I do say Disney princess film. It was never any. It was it was never the princesses exactly. Like growing up, like as a kid, I never looked at Disney princesses film and be like, I like princesses. It was more like I like 
I, I was always been the kid that likes like dramatic characters and like dramatic yeah. stuff and a lot of that would come from that kind of stuff I'd even like musicals but I like the music in Mulan a lot but the other film um, so I not only um, I think we were talking about Disney my favourite Disney film aside from Mulan would have been A Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. now that film um, I literally grew up on it's my Christmas tradition the only one that still stands is that I have to watch it on Christmas Eve every year and because it's a Christmas film and you can't dispute that it's literally all set at Christmas it's all revolves around Christmas Day basically it's a Christmas film but I've always been a big fan of Tim Burton I've always been that emo weird kid um, growing up and like now I'm better at like kind of being a little more chill about it back then I was fully wearing I was like 11 years old wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas shirt and like walking around and being like, I'm so cool and edgy. But that's just because I just, I love the aesthetic. It was great. I love, I think one of my favorite um, Tim Burton films is Be- Beetlejuice. I'm not, I'm not actually seeing it. So I'm like, I'm yeah. such a big Tim Burton fan, but I'm never even I seen I really like his cartoons. Well, I, lo- I love all Tim Burton's films. Like there's not one that I actually don't like. What's your like favorite? Anything. Would you say Beetlejuice? Yeah, I think Beetlejuice. I just think it's so like, it's a little bit slapstick. It's just hilarious. And you can even watch it as a kid and it's like, it's a little bit scary as a kid, I guess. It's just about, like, do you know the story of it? Yeah, like, roughly. Yeah, so basically they th- this couple dies and then they see all these, like, people that are in the afterlife. They're in the afterlife and they meet Beetlejuice. You have to say his name three times and all this stuff. And Beetlejuice, like... <laughs> does his magical... I don't want I don't want to ruin it. I want people to watch it because it is such a great film. Um, it, that, that's my favourite, I think. I like Edward Scissorhands. Oh. No, like that said, that's my, one of my favourites as well. I, think I might even like that a bit more than right before Christmas. I think I do actually. Edward Scissorhands. Like, so right, this, this is a funny story. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you, obviously we can't show you the cover, but the cover of Edward Scissorhands is like Johnny Depp with his little scissors for hands. And um, it used to terrify me. And because my mum knew how much I liked Nightmare Before Christmas, one day she came back from Asda and she was like, oh, look, I brought you a present. And I was like, oh, really? That's really cute. And it was like the DVD of Edward Scissorhands. But the cover terrified me so much that I hid the DVD under my bed. <laughs> and I refused to watch it for ages. It was like literally, it was been like months it was down there. And then like I was cleaning my room and I was going to clean underneath my bed because there used to be so much stuff down there. And I found the DVD and I was like, oh, I'll watch it now because I wasn't scared of it anymore. And oh my God, that film reduced me to tears. And I was like only a kid. I love it so much. And like yeah. the twist at the end, like I'm not even sure if I can call it a twist, but like if you watch it now, it's so obvious. Like the makeup effects are just like, very 90s very I think it was came out in the 90s that's like very, part of the 90s 80s or so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's part of the charm but part I mean like the charm of the film is that you it's all in that style mm. because obviously at the time it wasn't meant to be but you, charming, yeah, but but you know the twist now. I'm on about like you know like yeah I know how it's like mean. the big moment reveal at the end and I was like if you watch it now you're like that's literally so obvious like you know who it is in makeup you're like that's literally like so but obvious but back then you were like but back then I was literally my entire mind was like <laughs> I was like mind blown. It's I was no, I was literally confused, and then I was like, "Wait, no! Oh my god!" And then, and then the end when he's like cutting like little eye sculptures, and I was like, I was he, crying. Yeah, and the music. Oh, the scene where she's like dancing. Mm. See, I think movies like that really define like me growing up, and like kind of I say morph me into who I am today because it's kind of like that. I'm a very dramatic person, very sensitive, very dramatic person. Not, but I, I don't think necessarily always in a bad way because I think my outlook on life is very romanticized, which I actually quite appreciate because life can be bleak, guys. Life can be bleak, and that's why I think that's the best thing a movies do is yeah. give you a really nice outlook on life and make you feel like 
things are just so much grander and so much more important and so much more beautiful than they actually seem. Just even little moments. Yeah, I get. I know what you're saying. I think as a kid, I like. I was a big animal fan. Like I love animals so 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 much. Still do love animals, um, but it's not like my personality trait anymore. <laughs> so whereas before, like she really said, horse girl. <laughs> but I wasn't. I wasn't even. I probably like galloping and neighing in the playground. I got horse riding lessons when I was little, but like probably only. I probably only kept it up for like three months, and I was like. I was like, I just decided I didn't like horsey people or like at least the horsey people that I met because they were very like pretentious. Like anyway, I won't get into it, but I didn't like them. So I didn't want to go back to that club anymore. So I didn't do it. But um, I did just love animals. So a lot of the films I wanted to watch had animals in them or some kind of like fantasy thing, like unless there was like a dog in it or a Pegasus or something like that. I wasn't really attracted to it. Um, So I wouldn't watch it being, you know, kind of like a single minded kid that only wants what they want. Mm. so for me like the lion king was a big one because it was animals literally everywhere <laughs> and i loved it um marley and me i think you i remember you telling me about yes that marley and me i didn't really watch that until i was a little bit older because my mum was like no don't watch it because i just she i don't think she could handle me having being like an emotional that film should not have been a pg i'm not even talking about the ending i'm not sure if you remember but there is a lot of references to uh, inappropriate things there's a swear yeah. word there's swearing in it there's a lot of things it like that be, and i was like mm, it should be 12a i think especially with like the emotional um context of it as well that ending that like that movie really wanted you to cry i'm sorry that, that movie was like the audience better cry now the it music scarred was... me for life like i have two dogs now and one of them my mom always says that he's getting old but he's not he's like he's eight and he's supposed to live to like 14 15 so he's only like halfway through okay mm. but she keeps calling him old because he just can't act like an old man but whatever but he but that like stresses me out so much because the wet like marley and me is like imprinted in my head like i'm gonna have to put my dog down one day and i just cannot cope with it this is taking a very dark time. yeah it's because you brought marley <laughs> and me why would you do that it's just sad like another sad film have you watched um hatchy no mate you is he like when he waits for his dead owner or something uh, it's it's worse take marley and me times by three million i cried about it for four days straight I'm not I even watch movies like that. I'm not I'm even sorry. joking. I'm actually like I was at my friend's house, we watched it together. I was wearing makeup, but at the end of the film I wasn't wearing makeup anymore. Um I left the house and I got driven home. I was still crying because I then told my parents about the film. And then I told everyone I ever met after that about the film and then teared up. It's only gotten to this point where I fully healed. So um don't watch that film, anyone. I'm choking up now. It is so sad. Isn't it based on a true story as well? It is a true story, like all of it. There's literally, there's literally a statue of this dog in the place of. I don't want to give the story away. <sighs> you like, you sound like you're about to cry. Because this dog was so cute, he didn't deserve it. <sighs> okay, let's move on from sad stuff now. Let's talk about music. Okay, what music did you listen to? Oh, I was a music roller coaster. So when I was like proper young, I just you know like a lot of kids do, they listen to what their parents listen to, right? Well, my mum was just like capital FM. All day, every day. Yeah, my parents, they were into, like, my parents are big Queen fans. Um, George Michael. Wham. My dad's a George Michael fan. My mum's a Wham fan. So they, wham like, fan. They clash a little bit sometimes. Um, and then my mum loved Maroon 5. Now don't like Maroon 5 because, yeah. I mean, songs about Jane, beautiful, gorgeous. Doesn't get, get better than that. It's just not as good as, like, the nostalgic songs, you know, like payphone. Yeah. Ugh. Oh no. 
not even payphone. That doesn't even qualify. I think it qualifies. I think unless it's in songs about Jane, then it's just not that good. Sorry, Marie Five. You're just not a great band unless you're doing songs about Jane. Just saying. She's really coming for Marie Five. I don't know. It just annoys me. I wish... Like, that's the thing with me. I don't always like when when I like, mu- like, someone's music. I don't really like it when they switch up their sound. Mm. So I was a big 1975 fan, like, when I was, like... When they like when they first started out, I found out about them. Um, so they're very much like angsty teen music <laughs> that you know life is so difficult, like drugs and violence and this and shoot yourself and like, like I was like I relate, was like, uh. I didn't relate at all, and it wasn't very good messages that they were sending. But I was you know thirteen or whatever, and I was like oh my god, I relate. My life is difficult. Everything's sad. I just might as well end it all. You know, when you're just looking for a reason to be dramatic, mm. me, when I was like 13, 14, 15, six, now. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so then they changed from being like their whole like black and white angsty teen vibes to their Poppy Pink album. And I was like, what I... the hell is this? But I then I, but then it, but then it like, yeah, but then it grew on me. Um like somebody just, else. Somebody else. Yeah, I love all their music now. I love all of it, but I had to adjust, and it was a very hard time for me. I prefer that. I prefer the newer stuff because I feel like the old angsty stuff is just very like it's very like typical angsty stuff. But I feel like the but that's what I liked depth. back then. The newer stuff has depth though, and I get that. Hmm. But I feel like I've I like nineteen seventy five now, but I used to really not like them because of the angsty stuff. I think they're. Um, I think I don't know. I like them, but I also don't, like don't like parts of it. Like. They're very much sending messages through their music now. And half the time I just think, you are preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. But what are you doing? You know what I mean? I just think they're all like... They're, some of their music comes across really preachy and really like, come on, this world we're living in, we got to change it. Like, all these things are bad. All these things are good. Like, w- this is amazing. Like, a lot of their music, like, their new music is like that, I think. Not all of it. But I just think, as like, they're just trying to be... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. They're just trying to be so 2020. Do you get me? Mm, I get that. It's trying to be like we're we're the future, we're the change, and I'm like, oh god, stop! I think they're trying to inspire a generation. I know, which I get. They're just making a load of noisy, like, oh, this really annoys me. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but they're just creating a load of noisy teenagers, and it really grates on my nerves. So, like, all these, like, like, how old are you again, Mimi? Yeah, I know I'm 19, but you know, give me time. I'm not, I'm not gonna be a teenager for much longer. But what I'm saying is like these younger teenagers that literally someone tells them something or like an idol of theirs says something, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, me too," and then they adopt that into their personality, but they're not really. So they're like with all this like environmental crisis at the moment. There's people literally going on these um, strikes and doing these. Um, what are they called? Protests. Protests and stuff. And then when after the protest has happened, someone has to go clean up their plastic wrappers off the floor, their Costa cups, their, their Starbucks cups, because they don't actually understand why they're there. They're just shouting, being noisy and not doing anything. They're just making noise and not actually doing what they believe in because they're littering everywhere. They're using plastic. They're doing this, doing that. And I'm just like, what is the point? Like they, I get they like back to the 1975. They are getting a good message out there, and I love it. It's great, but 
they're just creating noisy teenagers that are really getting on my nerves. <laughs> like noisy 15-year-olds. They're like, said, oh my God, my should we, get to, should we go to like an environmentalist thing and then just go get a Starbucks afterwards and like leave. The bin's going to be full, so we're just going to like pop it somewhere near the bin. Or even like not even leave it at, near the bin at all. We're just going to leave our plastic like floating around. Maybe it's just because it's Birmingham. <laughs> Maybe it's just Birmingham. I see these things and I look at Birmingham and I'm like, ugh. In case you couldn't already tell from Mimi's slight accent, she is from Birmingham. It's because I'm getting a bit annoyed. It's when I get angry that it starts coming out. I'm a Leicester boy, boy born and raised. And um, Leicester, is, I think Leicester is simultaneously like the best place you could grow up in, not like the worst place you could grow up. Because it's so yeah. bizarre. Like, I literally, nothing, I would see anything on, on a night out. I would see anything walking around town in any of the city. And I was, I'm never surprised. I am never surprised. I feel like you, you come down from like, I don't know, any like, like you, you've got people like from Somerset, like coming to Leicester Uni and being like, oh my God, there's people on the street. What's going on? And like, they're like dancing to music. That's like being blasted from a speaker. And it's 11 a.m., 11 p.m. In the, at night. And I'm like, this yeah. is, I'm like, yeah, there's people do that. People do that I, here. After being to Liverpool, I actually think Liverpool's like a little bit like Leicester on steroids. A little bit. I don't know. So we're literally on a tangent. We was, was like, we talk about music for the past decade. I was like, yeah, no, we'll get on to it. We went to uh, Liverpool yesterday, so we'll talk about our day trip later. And I'll refer to what we were just saying here mm. because I'm going to reference something that happened that is literally like so Leicester, but so much worse. But you know, that's I a little cliffhanger Leicester. for you. I do have a, I do have a soft spot for Leicester. It's because I feel like Leicester's like good because it's also like quite small, but it's also big enough. And but it's like I know everything like on the like yeah, the back of my hand. I wish I had a soft spot for Birmingham, but there's just a lot. There's a lot of tourists there, so what well, a lot of people want to come to Birmingham, especially since. Um, I wish I had words. That would be great. Especially since, new English. Um, especially since the Peaky, uh, moving on. The Peaky Blinders. Since that became um, a whole thing that people everywhere are watching, everyone's like, oh my God, Birmingham. Like, bef- before, if I t- told someone I was from Birmingham, there'd be nothing. Like, it's like, whatever. You're like, chilling. You're from Birmingham. Oh, that's nice. That's a big city. How's the ball ring? Now it's Birmingham. They're like, oh, you're from Birmingham. And they're like trying to imitate your accent. And I'm like, but do I sound like that? No, Lesser had that. Because when, you know, like the Foxes won the league or whatever, yeah. I, I literally know nothing about football. But like, you'd, I was, I'd be on holiday and like the locals would be like, I can't remember where I would have been, probably Spain or something. And the locals would be like, oh, where are you from in England? And it'd be like, Leicester. And they're like, football. And, you're and like, I, I'm like, mm, no. I don't identify as <laughs> football, person. sorry. I'm like, my dad's over there if you, you want to go for that one. Him. But I'm not. I'm just there like, yeah, f- balls with feet yeah. and you oh put god. it into the goal. And they're like, yeah. Wait, you're from Birmingham? Do you, oh my god, do you keep like razors in your shoes and in your caps? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no one does that. They didn't even do that, you know? I don't know. I don't know them personally. Like I've read, no, I've read up about them because I was kind of like intrigued by it and they didn't even keep razors in their fat caps. It's all for dramatic effect. It was a lie. <sighs> I don't even watch Peaky Blinders. Stop associating with me with where I come from. It's not got anything to do with who I am. <laughs> it's like, I don't even keep a razor blade in my cap. I only keep one in my shoe. God, it's so inaccurate. In my bra. Gosh, my come bra. on. <laughs> Everyone does that, right? Anyway, that's the stuff that does like shape you as a person. Any other films and like music you want to mention? Um, see, that's such a loaded question. I definitely think my emo phase was integral. Misery Business by Paramore. 
I think my emo phase That's was just like, who I am right now as a person. That will be who I am forever. Like, it's like, oh, how are you feeling? I'm like, misery business, paramount. On the inside, on the outside. I don't know, maybe something else. Maybe something a little bit nicer. <laughs> on the inside, it's always that. It's just so, it's like, it's simultaneously, you, you, there's never a song. I've never seen a song be so simultaneously, so angry, so like, so like pay, but also like at the same time, so like empowering and so like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm the, that, I'm the one. I don't that know, that was woman. like, that was like not the best, like, wait, like, I'm the, I'm the one, yeah. I'm that female <laughs> dog, because I know that's what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say that. But, like, <laughs> it's so, like, everything. And it's, like, literally, when you're angsty, when you're an angsty teen, your, your angst comes from emo- all different types of emotions. Happiness, angriness, life's unfair, but also my crush, like, looked at me in school and wants me to go on a date, so it's, everything's okay. That's what, like, angst is. It's just, like all the emo like feelings combined and that's like why now, like misery business is all of them now whereas if you're feeling a little bit angsty now you just want to scream back then you would just like you take it all in like i now if i start feeling angsty i just want to get it out you know do you get that if i'm feeling like how i used to feel when i was like 13 14 and i was like felt the world in my shoulders everything was so difficult and all this kind of stuff now if i feel it i just go and crumble and go breakdown mode but back then like you had like so many like outlets and ways of like coping because you literally like the music you listened to was angsty the films you watched were angsty you you're in, you embodied angst mm. see the thing is with me so right Back then, I still use music now, but I listen to different music. Like my music taste now is yeah. like a lot more ma- like matured. I don't want to say matured because it's like if you still want to listen to Misery Business, it doesn't make you any less mature than someone that listens to like. The, I, right now, I've got a big thing for like really big, like kind of like really big music or like really spacey production. So like songs I listen to right now are like Angel Olsen and like one song she does is called Lark and like that's really really good and that's still really angsty but it's like instead of it being angry and like flashing a guitar like life's unfair more like beautiful it's more like together. it's like violins and it's like some, it's like stuff like that. it's like orchestral but like orchestral angst so I, if that makes sense but you've got that I think my biggest transition was so like this is a singer called Mitski and I love Mitski for the longest time like growing up I think I discovered her around 15, 16 and this was like I was getting bored of like Panic of the Disco and I was getting bored of like Fall Out Boy and it was all like, I think I was kind of moving past that phase but then I found Mitski and like her taste is like, it's angsty but it's like it's mature angsty. It's not like mm. the kind of stuff you hear on Bomb for like Mosh. Like if you didn't like, if you go, if you, if you're listening, you don't know what Mosh is. Mosh is Club and Leicester and they have this like Bomb floor where they play like indie music but it's like the very popular indie music that everyone can scream the lyrics to. And it's like, like I said, the Panic of the Disco it's like the Fall Out Boy and that's a vibe but I was kind of being a bit more bored of that. And then it came, Missy came along and her songs were like your best American girl and like towny and it was angsty, but it was also like, they just felt a lot more like emotionally like in depth. I felt like it was very encapturing of like myself growing up. Your emotions become like, you're, you're so angsty when you're like 14 versus when you're 16, but your emotions become a lot more mature. Like you, I felt like you have to focus on more mature things and like deeper things. Like when you were 14, yeah. it was like, my you crush are, held someone else's hand under the table. Yeah, you're angsty just for the sake of being angsty. Like, yeah. if you were mature about it, which you can't be when you're that age, to be fair, but if you were mature about whatever situation was making you feel angsty, you wouldn't feel that way just because mm. it's, like, not a big deal or whatever. But, um, 
when you're 16. You become, as you become more mature, like bigger things affect you. Yeah. Little things don't matter. And it's like real constant. Like you have to face, like the older you get, there's more consequences. So it's like when you're like, like I said, in year nine and you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, like you break up with them and you get another girlfriend or boyfriend in a week's time. And then everyone's like, oh my God, that's such a scandal. But like when you're 16, it's deep stuff. It's like 16, 17, even 18. It's like deep stuff. It's like you actually feel like you could fall in love with someone and then you actually get properly attached to people or when proper things actually happen in your life like really deep stuff this will start to happen around that age and I feel like that kind of reflected a lot of my music taste I was a lot of my music was so angsty so very over emotional but it was more like mature and it was more like like Mitski's music is but if you listen to Panic at the Disco some of that old like the older stuff and you listen yeah. to Mitski's stuff um some of the sounds are quite the same or like some of like the kind of like the aggressive like kind of like songwriting is the same but Mitski's writing is a lot more mature a lot more poetic if that makes sense yeah so I feel like that kind of that transition definitely helps me but like now I do still listen to all that stuff but I would say my taste more goes into that spacey vibey kind of music and like that kind of orchestral like big bombastic sounds like that's like kind of my feelings right now I'm into vibey music as well, but my vibey music is very much, I'm pretty much sure it's inspired like 70s style music, jazz, that kind of stuff. Um, But it's a little bit more alternative, a bit more modernized, but with the same kind of, you can hear where it's come from. You can hear the inspiration behind it. Mm. And it's very 70s. It's very jazz. And separate from what I like to listen to as like like modern new music being made that's kind of like in the style of that I still just do love like 70s music as well I do love jazz um jazz like when do I listen to jazz I'll just be in the mood and I'll just put jazz on or I'll like be reading or revising or whatever and jazz will be on because I, I can't have like loads of lyrics there or lyrics that I know there because otherwise I'll just sing and get distracted but jazz is like a really like a vibe that I really like mm-hmm. and then when that's translated into like new modern music and stuff like that I do really like it um but that kind of stuff really got discovered for me through like indie alternative music so as I began to stray away from that I found more alternative style music, which then slowly got more into like the alternative, but mm. also like 70s style and stuff like that. So I used to be a big like indie, indie girl. I quite like what synths. I like anything with synth. If you've got a synth in your song, I'm like, I'm there for yeah. it already. And I'm like, I'm going to vibe and I'm going to, I'm going to dance <laughs> if you've got synths in your song. And like, that's a lot of my 70s inspiration in spoke comes from there. Like, Oh, this is actually, this ties in really well with what we're talking about. Like, so there's this, like, there's these singers, there's this, like, group. And, like, they've, you, you've definitely heard their older songs. They're called Ali and AJ. And, like, you've definitely heard, like, Potential Breakup Song, like, back in, like, you know, like, the Disney Channel days. He you've said this to me before, and I actually wanted to scream when he talked about them. I was right. like, they exist still. No. But their new music now, and you, from what you said, you'd love their new music now. I love it. I appreciate it. You, you would, like, I'm not, I'm not sure how, I've, 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 have I shown you some of their songs before? Yeah, I feel like you I played have. yesterday. I think I played yesterday. But like their music is like now, it's quite synthy, it's quite 70s and it's like quite pop, but it's like dream pop kind of as well. Yeah. And it's like, and it's really, really good. And it's like 
quite mature as well and you're like these aren't even the same people but like I said people just evolve music tastes evolve yeah and like all that stuff evolves and I think that's just really interesting I think like 70s and 80s it's slowly getting making like a little bit of a comeback in you music. think slowly mate this has it's been happening this has been this yeah, has been a but, thing for years now yeah but it's happening I think it's still yet to like no be there I think it's already there like I mean like Stranger Things is like Every single film these days has 70s inspiration. All these remakes from yeah, Hollywood is all 70s think, I don't movies. I think it's embodying it, yeah. I think we need more embodiment there. But like, I think we've got enough. Like <laughs> Let's even, move on. <laughs> but even like, no, I like it. I, I like it, but now I'm getting bored of it. And I'm like, okay, like, now I want new what, stuff. What um, did that guy do? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. One of his songs was like so Blinding 80s. Lights. Oh, I really like that song. So 80s. But I like it. I like, I like nostalgia. Like, that, that's kind of like what I listen to, like a little bit of nostalgia with like, but on a modern take. You know what I mean? It just makes me feel nostalgic See, and happy. Right. And like, here's what I think, though. Like, I, th- I, it's cool and it's nice to have nostalgic music. But I'm thinking, like, in twenty years from now, in thirty, forty years from now, and like, people are gonna look back to twenty twenty for like nostalgic inspo. But then it's like, what are we gonna have other than seventies inspo? Yeah. So it's just like we need to come up with new things to that to inspire people as a generation. Otherwise, yeah. we're just gonna be we're just gonna get forgetting about, forgotten about we're guys. Going on a cycle, going round and round. It's like we don't want that. We want to, we want to make our own stuff, and that's why I think that's why I think it's quite important. Anyway, I feel like um, we should talk about Liverpool. Yes. Okay. So this we is on... completely like different from what we were talking about but we discussed before we started this podcast we were going to talk about our day yesterday and this is what we're going to do we've, we've determined we've determined to do it and because it was such a good day and we want to talk about it yeah so we went to Liverpool basically but it wasn't like the aim to go to Liverpool we wanted to go to the beach because um, we wanted to take some photos we just wanted to go see the ocean it's like it's midwinter now and we were like is it a good idea but yesterday was really sunny and actually when we check the forecast, it's going to be raining like every day. It's going to be really cloudy and gross, except the one day we decided to go to the beach, it was going to be yeah. sunny. And it, was and it actually was. It was like, it was the day was, it was windy, like it was right near the beach, but it was really beautiful because it was really sunny still. It was basically like when you go like during spring or like during summer, it kind of felt like that. It was still really nice. It wasn't quite as hot, yeah. but like it was still really sunny. It was definitely chilly and on the beach because of, you know, how windy it always is. Because mm. um, right on the coast, it was like, a little bit painful. <laughs> and like things, I've never done a road trip before. I, I've done like road trips, you know, when you're like driving with your family. But I've always wanted to do like that friend road trip where yeah. everyone, like, everyone gets in the car, you're blasting tunes, you've, you're driving around. That was for literally a while, it, wasn't it? And it was, it was that kind of vibe. And it was like, that kind of like stuff you always want to do when you're growing up. It, like, crossed off my bucket list. I'm like, I hope we could do more. Mm-hmm. Just we, wish we had the roof down. <laughs> <laughs> literally, just down the motorway. Yes. And we, we were playing all sorts of tunes. It was good. Um, though, right. So I, I'm only doing a foundation course here at DMU and yesterday at six o'clock was the deadline for UCAS now with me um, I'm, I'm the person that's like I like to I don't, not necessarily leave things to the last minute but like if there's a deadline I won't submit anything until fairly close to it because I want to make sure I'm 100% certain that this is what I'm doing this is what I want to do I'm happy with this. So then when I send it off, I'm like, there's no regrets. It's off. And yeah. I'd be like, well, it's the deadline's gone now. I can't change anything. Yeah. So like, if I sent this UCAS application off last week, for example, I think, oh, I wish I could change this. I wish I could change that. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this. But if I do it close you to the deadline, put yourself in that position. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no, re- there's no doubt that what I did was perfect. I've had all this time to just like think about it. And even if there it. was, it's ultimately, well, 
there's nothing I can do about it now. It's a deadline. That's it. Exactly. So that's like, that's kind of my mindset with a lot of stuff like this. Um, unless it's like, I mean, unless it's like a university deadline and then I'm like, I'd rather give it in way before because, or not way before, like day, a couple of days before at least because then I'm like happy with it and it's gone and it's enough yeah. and I don't have to think about it. But um, we literally, <laughs> my plan was to send it off before I went to Liverpool, but part of me was like, no, I'll wait till I'm there to do it. So we got there and I had, I don't know why I thought reception at the seaside was going to be pristine. It wasn't. But there was some data, like I could get some data at other places. So we walked all the way to the shore, we at the beach. And I was like, I need to send my UCAS application off right now. Like I've only got, I've, only, I've got like four, I've got about five hours left to send it off. And I, I can't wait. So I, we had to check all the way back through these woods as well, which were right before the beach and like, just like getting lost. And Mimi, you stayed behind, didn't you? So it was just me and this other girl we were called Fern. And like, we were just like, going, oh no, we've left it there. We're lost. We don't know where we're going. We all found each other in the end though, but it was, it was just a very stressful moment. Yeah. My advice, I mean, it works for me in the sense that it puts me at ease and it makes me like, I can always be hundred percent certain of what I want before I think, before I commit. Um, and that's why all these the don't choices, try and yeah. send it when you're on the beach yeah don't try and send it on your beach like if it works for you it works for you like my mindset is I am certain about the choices I've chosen for universities because I waited till last minute and I'm really happy about them and because I waited till last not last minute but because I waited till the deadline to send it off I am certain these were what I wanted I've had all this time to think about it and I'm certain that I know what I want now but it's not always the most practical thing like when you're on a beach in Liverpool and yeah, you've got all your like, oh, I need to send it now. Uh, you can't. There's not reception in a beach. There's not reception in the woods. Sorry, Eden. Not possible. It was a fun like twenty minute walk to get reception. Worth it though, because I got sent off my UCAS application. Yeah. Like in the in this really nice little wooded area, and I felt like it was a moment. You know, setting my future off on a good foot, which it felt like yeah. it was nice. So once we were finished at the beach, because we were freezing cold, we were getting cut and were bleeding from the grains of sand flying our bodies. Oh, I still have sand on my body now. That hurt so much because it was really windy and loose sand was just hitting you and ow, did it hurt. It, it hurt, hurt, didn't it? Yeah. And it would go in your eyes. Like literally when we got back to the car, I just wiped my face and so much sand was on it. Mm. It was so gross. Anyway, then we went, started driving and we were like 40, 50 minute drive away from the Liverpool City Centre so we went into um, City Centre parked up went to explore and I have a couple of friends that um, go to uni in Liverpool one of them managed to come and meet up with us and we just had a good old catch up a good old chat we went to Matthew Street Matthew Street it was really dead though because it was a Wednesday yeah it was a Wednesday night no one was there but Matthew Street is supposed to be like the street of the Beatles and it's a, it's a big tourist destination within Liverpool. There's like loads of bars that the Beatles used to play at and stuff like that. Um, but we went there and this is when I wanted to talk about how Liverpool is kind of like Leicester on steroids. Like Leicester, there's a lot of unique characters, a lot of unique things happen. Liverpool, when I tell you we were there like 10 minutes and we were walking through the city centre and this group of women had stolen the mic off a busker and started singing down it, that really happened. It was yeah. painful. I've never heard Lewis Cabardi be so butchered so much in my entire life. <laughs> 
we were just like, what is going on? And the busker was just standing there, like hand, like in his face, like what is going on? And these women were gathering around. Like there was like the lead singer they got, and then a couple of other girls. <laughs> the they guys were just do standing there. in the background with his guitar, like I don't know what to do. And they're going like, they were literally singing. What's the song called again? Um, I don't know. I don't listen to Louis Capaldi. Oh, it's like the main one. Everyone knows. Um, Someone. You love yes, something like that. Yes, something like that. Something like that. But they singing that, and they were squealing it at the top of their lungs. I'm not right. So in Leicester, so like on a night out, there's this guy, and like I kind of like love him for what he does. He he was sat like on a night out. It'd be like a Saturday night. You know, like the strip. Like you have to walk down from like clock tower if you're gonna walk down to school. So like marsh that that like strip there is like some like shops and like some bars and stuff and some pubs. You have um he sets up like this mic and like we'll just give it around to people. Like you anyone can have it. And then you just walk past people on a Saturday night s- screaming like the climb by Miley Cyrus into it. Beautiful. And it's completely awful, but there's something really charming about it. Like you watch But that's like, like oh. a Saturday night and he knows his target market and he's there to hand that out and for drunk people to walk past and be like, I wanna scream down this mic. But these women, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday and it was about six, seven PM. Okay, it's not 11 o'clock. It's not later. And that person was trying to busk, make money. And these women just came up and decided, actually, no, it's my turn. <laughs> no, okay. See, that, that's the thing, though. It's like, well, I've actually applied to um, Liverpool. Um, and um, because just from that city alone, just from that experience, I was like. It was great. It was, it was pretty great. And we, we went, one of the bars we went into in Matthew Street, we were there like what a couple of minutes and there's like 50 plus year old man comes wandering over to us and he's like trying to high five us just like staring at us tells us to f off like like honestly i felt so attacked i was like who's this guy and he like he went he was like so like bipolar about it as well he was like high five high five oh my god who are you and then as he was leaving he was like okay f off (laughs) i was like where are we (laughs) it was an experience and then on the driving back I was like, I won't need to pee till I'm home. And that did not work out for me. <laughs> yes. Even like we'd come off the motorways and like half of the way is motorways, half of the way is just A roads. And if you know, if you're a driver and you've been kind of like on road trips before, or been on long drives, you know that A roads don't really tend to have um, like service stations. They'll have like the odd one, but they're very few and far between basically and you got to the point where you really 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 needed to be and we were only on a roads and i was like i'm not sure we're gonna find one and literally out of nowhere we see a beautiful golden m <laughs> we're like and then, yes! and then it was 24 hours so i like drift into the car park i like leave the car like stranded over it's like, like three spaces like park. We just run into the we're like, i'm like bye fun we like slam the doors we like run in we're doing like that shuffle so that we don't wear ourselves we go in the toilet and there's this like group of builders that we pass and they're looking at us like what was that and then we just went back out and then just like drive off again yeah <laughs> it was a moment it was a moment anyway so this has been our first podcast it hasn't really got a layout yet it hasn't got see I, a style if to all repeat listeners we promise next time we will be a lot more We'll have a we'll Direct. have a we'll have a name. We'll have a plan of action. You'll be hearing about what we say you're gonna hear about. 
and there'll be hopefully less tangents. Although I can't promise anything because we do we like to li- go off on the. Maybe that should be our name, just tangent. Tangents, <laughs> like do. never doing what we're saying we're gonna do. <laughs> exactly, but that's the best thing. We are unpredictable. Well, we have a radio and show as well. Always keeping you on your toes. Our radio show, Chatterbox, um, every Friday. Chatterbox and Rewind every Friday, ten to twelve on Demon FM. So, so listen to that, and you'll hear just as many tangents and a few more tunes. Just <laughs> many more tunes. We like we like politicians. We never keep up. Promises. Exactly. Perfect. But yeah. We'll That'll be our tagline. N- we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time, guys. Bye. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.